Uh, hi, everyone, and welcome to Gab and Grow. Um, we're a podcast that's here just to help students at Western Connecticut State University be as successful as possible. And I am your lovable host, Mary Beth Griffin. So <laughs> right now, we're all kind of living in this weird and odd world because we've got the coronavirus and COVID-19 outbreak going on. So for us here at WCSU and a lot of other places, um, that means that we've transferred our whole university operation to an online format. And we're really grateful to be able to do that and happy that the state of Connecticut's working with us to do it. But um, I think we've all had a really crazy few weeks while we're getting into the business of how we do business this way. So, you know, you who have listened before know that I work in housing. And so for a lot of us in the last few weeks, we've been working with residents to clear them all out of the residence halls and trying to do that for, you know, 1300 plus students in six different buildings on two different campuses, all while providing adequate social distancing. So, one of my colleagues was up for hours kind of playing musical chairs and and where does this fit in this? It was kind of like a giant Tetris game, I think, um, you know, trying to get that all set. And then, you know, being there, helping kids get in and get their stuff, spraying down carts with Lysol and, and uh, you know, making sure they were disinfected and giving people gloves and hand wipes. But the students, you guys did a great job of getting in and getting out quickly because they only had a three hour window. Um, so it was, they, they did a terrific job. And, uh, you know, now we're on to the normal day kinds of things of, of getting back at doing business, figuring out how we can still continue to provide support for students. Because even if you're not here with us physically, although we do have a few who are here physically, um, you know, what can we do that's still helpful to you? And we're busy working with the staff of the Danbury Hospital and the National Guard and our folks on campus because we're turning over lots of our stuff to the state of Connecticut to use for emergency service things. So while we've been doing all of that, the rest of the campus has been hard at work to um, trying to convert all of their services and classes and things online. So, you know, I, I think everyone thought it sounded pretty easy, but, you know, imagine you're a, a music professor and you're trying to convert your piano lessons to an online format or a theater, you know, professor who's got an acting workshop group. And how do you do that on WebEx easily? You know, how do you have those intricate scenes together or, uh, doing your bio or chemistry lab when you don't have any facilities in, in people's individual houses. I know my daughter's taking a bio class right now and and she was out looking for lichen on trees the other day. So that's part of how they're, they're doing their labs. But, um, you know, and for others, it, it's that they aren't familiar with the, the technologies and, and things that they're used to both professors and students who might not have done online things. So I know, you know, with all of that stuff going on, these changes have been tremendous for people. And now you're thrown into this new environment and, and we're in our second week of online classes. And, you know, one of the things that we do know is that there are lots of you out there who still need assistance in this last part of the semester. 
and you know it may be that you need help with your class or you need assistance with a paper that you've been assigned or you still don't understand your math or your JLA homework. Um, you might have some issues with online learning because it's not a learning style that typically works for you. So we want to talk today a little bit about where do you turn now for help? And, you know, the good news is that while all the rest of us were working on, you know, some of those other um, pressing needs for our specific areas, there were lots of people on campus working on those pressing needs for you and getting things ready. And so stuff that used to be available to you in person is now being made available virtually. So we've asked Julie Hunter, who is a librarian at the Haas Library and uh, works with our first year students to come on back to the show. She was here in the fall and talk to us. So thanks for coming, Julie. Welcome back. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I know that was a really long explanation of what's been going <laughs> on. Like, like people don't know what's been going on, but um, I think, you know, the opportunity to talk about some of the things people have been pulling together for um, those virtual um, resources on campus is really important. And so I know, you know, you do a lot at the library and the library has been really pulling together a lot of information um, and putting together some resources that some of them you've always had and people yes. just don't know about them <laughs> and, and others might be new. So I wondered if you, yeah. maybe we could start in just talking about what's happening at the library. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think one of the biggest changes that the library has seen um, is um, obviously it is the buildings are now closed. The, the Ruth A. Haas Library and the um, Robert S. Young Library are both closed to the public. So that means that um, we, the librarians and the staff, are no longer there and the physical collections are not available to be used. Um, but uh, we've, what we've done is we've moved our, um, the biggest change would be the re we've moved our uh, reference and research services online. So um, we, prior to this, we had a lot of our collection was already available online in the mm -hmm. format of um, uh, electronic journals, um, databases, articles, collections, things like that. Um, but now we can also provide the reference and research services that students and faculty and staff on, on campus were used to receiving in person. We can now do that online. That's terrific. Yeah. So if somebody needs some of this stuff, how do they, how do they find you and who do they talk to and what are some yeah. of those details? So the easiest way to find us is um, on the library's website. So there are two different ways to access the library's website from um, WestCon's homepage. Mm -hmm. so you can either go to the academics um, tab in the blue bar and then libraries is down at the bottom underneath academic departments. The other way to find us is under at the top, the top banner, the essentials button where I think a lot of people might access um, Blackboard and um, Banner and things like that, um, there's a library, a link to the library's website from there. Um, so once you're on the library's website, um, on the main page, um, if you have a reference question, or even if you just have a question, it could be library related, it could not be library related, um, there's a, a widget on the right-hand side um, Currently, that's where it lives, um, and it's uh, it's a chat widget. So, kind of like 
if you've ever gone to like Verizon or um, Best Buy, like .com, um, they have that pop-up that says, do you need help? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody clicks out of it unless you yeah. actually need help. <laughs> um, so we don't have the pop-up, but we do have the widget living on our page and it's on a few different pages. Um, so keep an eye out for that, but you can, as long as the widget is active, you can type your question right in there and um, a librarian is waiting on the other end to answer the question. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think it's such, I was talking with somebody today and, you know, a lot of us have had anxiety and things about this weird world and what's going on and, and feeling things. And I said, you know, but what a wonderful time it is to have something like this happen because we do have so many things mm -hmm. that are available to us that even 20 years ago, we wouldn't have had, certainly wouldn't have had it back when I was in school. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I think in some ways you're right. We're, we're absolutely very lucky that we're so connected online and it's so easy to get a hold of people. Yeah. So we have, um, one of the other things I wanted to say about the library, because I love this resource is you've got, I forget what it's called. It's media something where you can look, watch movies. Yes, um, that is called, I have to remember myself. <laughs> it's media something. It is, it's media space is what media it's called. Space, yeah, good. so if you are on our website, um, the link for that um, uh, is if you scroll down just a little bit underneath the um, boxes, there's four boxes in the center of the page and directly below that there's a link to media space. And I think you can actually find it in one of the tabs up at the top. Yeah. Um, but, I know that um, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with resources <laughs> for your studying, but I think sometimes if you're just looking for something that's different yeah. and new, you're not going to find, you know, your, you know, just released from the theaters kind of films there. But there are some really interesting, fabulous films that people are using for classes and, and discussions yeah. and things. So some of you might be familiar with it due to that. But, you know, if you're also just looking for something off the beaten track, Try some of those because they're they're really quite good. Yeah, they're great. They're um, they're videos that are in our collection that have been digitized, and so um, it's a really great way to uh, kind of like build a little extra context around a particular topic, or just kind of like maybe take a break <laughs> and watch yeah. something not related to anything. Um, <laughs> we also um, speaking of resources like that, um, one of the things that one of the really great things that has kind of come out of this is that a lot of our vendors, um, um, whether they're vendors that we currently subscribe to or they're vendors that we don't subscribe to, um, vendors who provide academic material, um, material to um, higher learning and all of that, um, they are opening up their collections because they understand that those physical collections are no longer accessible to students and faculty. And so, we actually are, um, our librarians are really hard at work right now. They're um, activating temporary trials for resources like um, Canopy to speak along like the, the lines of videos. So Canopy is a database that provides um, access to some really great streaming video content. Um, we don't, um, they're, if you look today, it's not <laughs> today, but um, it's, it's something coming that, soon. Yes, coming soon. But um, in addition to that, we have a lot of resources um, like 
oh, and now I'm not going to remember the name of a specific one, but um, if you go into um, on our library website in the orange box marked databases, if you click on the um, browse databases A to Z, you'll see on the right hand side, there's a whole list of new and trial databases. So, oh, so here's one actually that we just got access to. It's called Flipster. And Flipster is um, digital magazines. So oh, cool. if you, yeah, if you wanted to, um, I'm just pulling it up now so that I can reference some, but there's one on like Southwest Art. Um, there's Seattle Magazine, Artists Magazine, American History, all about space. So if you're, um, if you're missing the physical magazines mm -hmm. or um, you wanna, you're doing an art project or you just wanna take a break and read a magazine, you can use Flipster. Um, we have access to it for the next 90 days. That's terrific. Yeah. You know, and that reminds me of something we talked about, I think back in the fall or maybe mm -hmm. it was at a meeting, I don't know, but, but the library has lots of resources for journals and things that are all there and places that you can, in those databases that you can look up so you can find whether we have access to a journal and all kinds of things. So when you're doing research projects that are gonna be coming up, you know, mm -hmm. it's the place to go for those too, so. Absolutely, and I know that, um, I know that our um, library database, um, it's something that we're, or not our database, our website is something that we're currently working on. Um, it's, a, it's a little, um, outdated, it was set up some time ago. Um, so we're working on updating it. But the point that I wanna make is that um, if you are, if you do need to do research and you come to the library uh, website and you're confused about how to use it, definitely use that chat widget um, yeah. to talk to a librarian and they can walk you through the steps on how to use the website most efficiently and find the resources that you need. Yeah, and people will be there. I think we've taken you away from from calling time right now that you will be working on some of that to to do that. So one of your colleagues is covering for you while we while yep. we do this. But um, yeah. yeah, let's move on to some of the other things because the library is is the physical home to the writing center and the tutoring resource center, and both of those are doing virtual resource things right now too, right? They are. Um, I. Um... I've, I've had um, a, a few conversations here and there with um, the, the coordinators of those centers, and they've been working really hard to move their services online. So that includes tutoring, um, it includes writing support, it includes the, um, the, the TRC, the Tutoring Resource Center, um, um, has a um, academic, I just lost the word, academic coaching um, program. And so, um, if you were frequenting those, um, centers before the university closed, um, definitely go to their websites and check them out because they have options to set up, um, appointments with tutors and you can receive the same support just virtually. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. I know, um, like in the tutoring resource center and I think the writing center is doing something similar, but you can mm -hmm. write into their site and, and make appointments with your tutor or an academic coach or things and, and do a lot of that through WebEx. And yeah. I think that's something that the Ansel Learning Commons is doing as well. They're tutoring yeah. things they've kind of moved online now and are are available to students to just be able to do that, to have that link 
right with a person. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the the other centers that I can think of off the top of my head are Ansel Commons and the Math Clinic, um, and um, yeah, the, the TRC and the Writing Center. They're all they've all moved their uh, tutoring and support services online. So if you visit their individual pages, you can you, there's instructions on how to set it up virtually. And if you do get confused at any point, um, you can always uh, find the contact information on their websites and contact the coordinator. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out as far as finding these services, because I know sometimes it can be a little challenging to find the yeah. service, is um, one of the things that um, we have all worked on together is um, creating a unified way to find um, help. And mm -hmm. so um, there's a couple different places um, that I want students to kind of keep an eye out. So right now on the live or on the um, university's website, at the top, there's that big yellow banner that says um, that explains that the buildings are closed. Right. Um, but there's the link, um, the COVID-19 coronavirus updates. Mm -hmm. If you click on that, there's information on that page for students and there's a box specifically for students. Um, that box, if you click on um, uh, online tutoring, mm -hmm. that brings us to what we're calling the SOS page. Um, so it's a, it's a new and updated page that has each of these uh, sup academic support services listed on there with their um, uh, links to their websites. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple of other ways to find that page. Um, the other, and I just want to mention them real quickly because I mm -hmm. think it's really important that students know that there's, it's not just one place to find information. Right. There's multiple places. Um, the other one is, again, that Essentials tab on the mm -hmm. university's main website. Um, under Essentials, there's the tutoring link, and that tutoring link goes directly to that SOS page. Um, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does, which is super, super helpful. Um, and then the other place, so you'll notice that this page has a really big yellow box on it that says help is here. Yep. Um, and so that's a consistent branding that the different centers um, have, have agreed upon to kind of be like a visual aid for students. This is where I can find help. Um, the other one you want to look for is when you log into Blackboard on your homepage should be um, a, um, a yellow box that says help is here. And if you click on that, um, it should bring you to the SOS page. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't so go in pretty... Blackboard very much, so I didn't know about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, I would, I actually have, I don't have the access to the student view. So, no. <laughs> um, but I know that those are three different ways that you can yeah. access the SOS page. And that SOS page has all of the different um, um, centers and academic support services on campus. Um, oh, including the, I forgot about the computer science. Computer science is also oh, yeah. doing tutoring as well. Um, and you can find that information on the SOS page. Nice. I know um, the EAP program has also on their website, put, they put together a page um, and I'm gonna send Pete the link to that page so we can put it in the description for this. But mm -hmm. on that page, when you, um, when you go to it, I'm trying to pull it up here. It's 
somewhat similar, but it's really just kind of a list of the name of the resource thing and its web address. So you can link right to it. So it's got the library and the Ansel Commons mm -hmm. and the math clinic and the math emporium and the tutoring resource center and the writing center. And they have some stuff for Danbury schools too, because they do work um, in the local area with, with kids who are coming to college. It's a pre-collegiate access service. So, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's all kinds of places to mm -hmm. get the information and all kinds of ways to get at it too. So, you know, please, Talk to somebody, call somebody, you know, look for those links because it's all there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I have to say, um, we've kind of, the different centers, we've kind of been chatting and it's, for us, it's been really quiet. Students haven't been reaching out. And so we know that it's only the second week back after spring break. Right. And it's been a huge adjustment, but when they're ready, we'll be here waiting yep. for them. We're super excited to help um, and would love to chat with somebody. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you're going to, we just, um, we just created something for our arms to do mm -hmm. um, virtually. So they're going to still do virtual office hours and things and be accessible same way through WebEx um, for individual meetings or some academic coaching. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to be posting some tips, videos for working from home and, you know, yeah. changing how you manage your time. They'll be doing at least one kind of remote access uh, program during the thing. But, um, you know, one of the things that that we want them to do is to be that same kind of thing. And so they sent mm -hmm. out um, emails to the students in their halls and they've already heard back from some of them oh, that's about some things that they would like to have. So we okay. have uh, a couple of them in in Penny who students have asked for them to set up kind of a drop-in study session thing because they found when they had them in the halls and they could just bring their stuff down and work that they actually took advantage of that time to focus. And now that they're at home, other mm -hmm. things are getting in their way. So if they can plan that into their schedule, yeah, do that. And a couple of them have suggested, you know, topics of things they might want to work to. So I think it's coming. I think they're just finding their way to us again. Yes, so. no, I totally understand. I think it's fantastic that the, it sounds like such a great um, opportunity for the arms to reach out to the students. And yeah. um, I, I really hope the students take them up on that offer because I know that for me, um, I thought when I, when this all happened, I was like, this will be fine. I've, I've worked remotely before. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. And and but what I found is that my routine was really disrupted. The, mm -hmm. the routine that I had become used to was right. was just not the same. And so now that I'm in my I think I'm actually now this is two and a half weeks home mm -hmm. uh, it's Thursday. So almost three weeks home um, in this third week, I'm finally seeing a new routine emerge. Right. Yeah. And I think what my. Uh, initially, I was telling students like, "What if you went to the library and studied at this time? Do that at home." And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of backtracking on that advice because what I've realized is that you have to be flexible to allow a new routine yeah. to emerge, but still, it, it, you're going to have days where you're going to be super frustrated and um, and worn out. But if you just keep yourself open to um, uh, trying each day, try something new, try try. If it didn't work, you know, um, 
this way on Monday, then maybe you can flip flop a couple of things and try mm -hmm. it the next day. But the point I'm trying to make is don't give up. You've got this. <laughs> yeah. And one of the other places I wanted to mention that mm -hmm. is available for students too, and I know it's on that, the SOS page that you were talking about, but it's the accessibilities office. So yes. if you're a student who has worked with them or, you know, finding mm -hmm. that you're having difficulties in an online environment that might be related to some of that, please make sure to reach out to them. They're also available, you know, absolutely, virtually absolutely. for that too. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a really great point. Um, I think students um, who work with accessibility, um, they've already kind of, they already kind of understand that process of reaching out when you need help. Right. Um, and so what's really important is that they continue to do that. But then also for students who don't work with accessibility, know that if you need help, you just need to say it. You just need to tell your professor, this, this isn't working or I'm struggling here. The more you communicate, the more they're gonna understand um, the challenges that you're facing and then be able to adapt to those challenges. Right, and they aren't gonna know it unless you tell them. So if you're, right. you know, if you're having difficulties, just if you have software difficulties, let them know if you're, you know, I know I um, read some stuff that, that Dr. Alexander sent out last week about some students who, you know, their schedule had to shift when they went home because they're assisting their family whose parents might not be working now. Mm -hmm. So they picked up more hours and they might not be available at the time their class is scheduled to meet. So, you know, all of these things, you have to be willing to take that step and let someone know that it's a struggle for you because mm -hmm. then they can help work and find a solution that's right. gonna happen. And the best place is starting with your professor, but there are also all these other places that we've talked about today that can also help you, you know, make those connections and be able to get the assistance you need. Absolutely. So anything else that we're forgetting about that, Pete, I don't know if you know anything. Or, <laughs> I mean, I know you know things, but, uh, you know. Um, I think we've hit all of the high points. Um, um, yeah, yeah I, know the, I know the mass clinic had sent out something um, for its students who were taking math classes and, and setting yes. their things. Theirs is a little complicated. So again, if you have questions about that process, make mm -hmm. sure to reach out to them. Yeah, and I would, I would, yeah, I would say, um, I, yeah, my understanding is that an email went out to all students with the, the names of the tutors um, and the, their, their um, math clinic um, rooms, meeting rooms. So if you've lost that email or if um, you're confused about that login process, um, reach out, you can reach out to the coordinator of the math clinic um, who is um, Stavros Christofi. Um, uh, his his um, contact information should be on the math clinic's remote website. Um, um, but anytime that you have a question uh, and you're not sure how to, how to do something, um, definitely look at the contact page for, for that service um, and reach out to the coordinator. Because um, otherwise we're not gonna know that you're stuck. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I think, you know, at the end of the day, the, the point is that um, whether people are 
on campus or working mm -hmm. remotely, you know, and if you're working remotely, hopefully it's a more scenic spot than my living room is, but, um, <laughs> but there's somebody still available to help you. Yes. And so please, please, please take advantage of what's there for you. Um, yes. You know, Julie, I just want to thank you again for giving up some of your time to be with us today and Pete for making this easy as possible for us. Um, to anyone who was listening in, if you missed something or you have a question that didn't get answered, you can always get in touch with us. Um, you can get me at my email at griffinm at wcsu.edu or any of the, the places that we've talked about so far. So um, I hope you'll all tune back in soon because we're going to be trying to continue with Gavin Grow remotely through the semester and we hope to see you again soon. So <laughs> thanks again, Julie. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye <laughs> now. Bye. Gavin Grow is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.